Hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks Podcast. I am joined once again by the... Uh, what am I going to call you guys this week? Losers! <laughs> yeah, the typical losers. Uh, first of all, the numbers guy, the keeper of the intersect, the evil genius, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how are you? Doing all right. That's it. That's all I got. Just all right. And of course, the man with a hole in his collection, the pictures guy, the dirty old geek, Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? Ain't shot my wad yet. Wow, in the intro. <laughs> in the intro. Okay. Well, that way we lose people right away. Okay, yeah. For All sure right, well, listeners. I am the long-suffering, world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name's Lance, and we're going to need a bigger boat. And welcome to another issue. So, uh, so Brian, you got new? Well, I gotta say that you gotta have some news for us this week. It was a pretty slow week. Not a lot happened. No. Other than Disney announcing their fucking, entire fucking slate of yeah, everything. Yeah, the, the the shit. You know what? There were a few things that interested me. Uh, most everything we knew about Ahsoka, we knew about Boba Fett, we knew about yeah. Obi Wan, we knew about. All these things have been around for a while. I think after Rosario Dawson's performance. Um, yeah, that was a no-brainer, dude. That really well, I, but we're all a little more excited for yeah. that now. Uh, there was some trepidation early, and would she be able to do it? Would we miss the voice? The voice was the big thing. But uh, so yeah, and, and I'm excited. I know she's signed on to be in like nine different crossovers, and and uh, so we can expect to see a lot more of Ahsoka, as we should, being the coolest character in Star Wars. Fight me on that. Fuck y'all. Uh, Rogue Squadron by Patty Jenkins. That excited me. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm really impressed with Patty Jenkins' work. And, yep. Yeah. And, uh, cool. and her father was a fighter pilot. I did not know oh, that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So that's going to be so real. This was one of the ones. This was her kind of bucket list. I'm expecting this labor of love to be awesome. Awesome. Uh, outside of that, you know what? I, was, I wasn't really excited. Not all that excited. I'm waiting to see what they do with the Obi-Wan. Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader. Which, so, but Obi-Wan and Darth Vader don't meet. Yeah, they, they, what are they going to do, like, the whole retcon where they have met, you know, it was like in New Hope, it was like, oh, we, we meet again, you know, and it's like... We I haven't seen each other in 40 years. Yeah. Except for those three times. No, the, the, no but uh, Disney said they were doing a Lando limited series, and if they get Donald Glover, dude, <laughs> I am so fucking on board. Fucking signed up. Yeah. You know what? It generated a lot of excitement. Um, stock went up. Uh, so will the price of Disney Plus. But you know what I what I would say is uh, Grace Randolph has some excellent videos on it. Um, anybody who's involved, Eckhart's Ladder, Star Wars Theory, they all have great videos on it. And I'd watch those. I Not a lot of it really excited me. Yeah. I'm excited for what Favreau and Filoni, if they're involved, Favreau and Filoni, then anything they do Star Wars, I'm excited about. Yeah. Patty Jenkins, I'm excited about. But outside of that, there isn't there, nothing in the MCU is really grabbing a hold nah. of me. The, I I watched the trailer for WandaVision and I'm just thinking it's either I don't it's gonna be weird enough where it's gonna be good weird or it's gonna be like bad weird. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Great cast though, and uh We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh we got Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. And we'll see how that is, and that'll be uh, what level of excitement for Patty Jenkins I have. 
Wonder Woman was phenomenal. Yeah. If she can hit if she can hit that twice, then I'm really excited yeah. for Rogue Squadron. Yeah. I'm excited for that anyway. Uh, but I'm still waiting for them to announce how they're redoing this, the uh, sequels and hope to God that they do and just make that Luke waking up. Oh, my God, I had a shitty six-hour dream. <laughs> shower? <laughs> Pull a Dallas on him yeah. with Bobby Ewing. <clears throat> Luke in the shower. What? Leia? Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, watch the videos. All right, so for our continuing series celebrating the second best decade of movies, we are up to the year 1975, a year that changed the movie industry in many ways. So, with 15 minutes on the timer, what are your top three movies from 1975? Okay, number three for me. I think it's obvious. Obvious? I think it's obvious for most people. Keep in mind, I was nine. The Happy Hooker. Of course. Fucking Xavier Hollander. No, uh, though I did see that. Uh, when you were nine? When you were nine. No, I saw it when I was ten. Okay. Um, Whew, good. Yeah. Uh, so no, Escape to Witch Mountain. And I had the biggest crush on Kim Richards fucking ever. Is that the one where the two kids are like alien psychics yeah. or something? Yeah. yeah. That, and that, the, that was one of the ones I, I thought about you when I, I didn't yeah. even put it on my list. because I, I figured... saw it at the theater. <clears throat> uh, I've probably seen it ten times since. Eddie um, Albert? Not Eddie I know, Albert. I haven't seen it. Eddie Albert's the heel in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But Kim Richards. Oh, and then the, the other kid went on to, I don't even remember who it is, but I remember the actor. And he went on to do some shit. But, uh, Kim fucking Richards. Oh! And then she went off crazy on Beverly Housewives. Beverly Hills Housewives. Number three for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow Beverly Hills Housewives. Why are you watching that? What's wrong with you? Seriously. My wife actually, they went to the salon, My her wife. sister's salon, and got pictures with her. So, Keith, what's your uh, third movie from 1975? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, <laughs> My third, fi- third film, number three film, is Death Race 2000. Okay. Yes! Roger Corman, <laughs> yes. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone... Carradine. I don't even remember Stallone in that. Stallone plays the guy with the uh, machine, machine gun guns. Joe. Machine gun Joe, yeah. Yeah, I don't even remember. And then uh, David Carradine. Yeah. And David Carradine's is uh Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah. A fucking great movie. You get the points for running over people. <laughs> don't you get and don't you get bonuses for hitting the elderly in like yes, wheelchair yes, or yes, something but like he, that? But instead he turns swerves off and hits all the nurses that's putting pushing him out there. Okay, nurses yeah, are yeah. pushing the elderly out in wheelchairs and for easy points for Frankenstein, he just veers and hits all the nurses and doctors that put them out there. Fucking great film. Yeah. No, it's uh, Corbin's, like, at his finest. You know, just whack, just, just <laughs> freaking over-the-tops, like... Penultimate. Bo- it's yeah. nothing but tits and hits. <laughs> all right. Well, my list, unfortunately, is going to be uh, all low-hanging fruit here. And so there's not... We've discussed a bunch of this already... <laughs> Um, so we're, I'm going to go with the greatest uh, cult film of all time. Come up up to the lab. See what's on the slab. Rocky Horror. Sweet transvestite. Yeah. Absolutely uh, just br- brilliant on so many levels. Uh, a musical that I actually like. Uh, the opening song, Science Fiction, is just is, is brilliant. Uh, 
lyrics the, the whole film yeah. uh and then tim curry is Jeez. you know we do he's one of those people that every week we talk about somebody who just because they're in it makes it better exactly yeah. tim curry and uh also just to uh as trivia um giles and buffy starred in the london theater production oh really as dr Parker? Yeah. yeah oh cool yeah he can sing bitch can yes, sing yes, oh i didn't can. know that yeah yeah All right. there's a musical episode yeah Yes, we've mentioned the musical episode. What's your second movie there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for my second film, this was the first film that I ever saw where the bad guys were the good guys, and it didn't end well. Fucking Al Pacino, Dog Day Afternoon. Attica! Attica! Oh, okay. Oh, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, that's a a fantastic film. Um, Saw that before Happy Hooker, by the way. (laughs) When you were nine. Yeah. 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 Good. We had HBO. Okay. I get to see all this shit. My parents would sleep early. What the? My fucking... She was, yeah, they work. <laughs> fucking work nights. I think was watching the kids. Erica! <laughs> Number two. I, I'm, I'm pulling a lance here. I have two tied for number two. <sighs> I know. I should have. I should have copyrighted the two for just, number two. I, yeah. I just want to get that in. Uh, <laughs> two for number two. Just because of nostalgia, uh, Doc Savage. Oh, okay. Well, you think that, that was my number. That was my number three with an asterisk. I was going to wow you guys with, but okay. Okay. Was well, that now? Was that was a TV movie? That was, was it a not? TV, uh, no, I thought that hit the theater. I, I theater. saw it. I actually saw. it I on saw TV. it on TV too. But okay. I thought but it, yeah, Ron Eli as the man of yes. bronze. He had the full complement of his henchmen. Yes, and everything he had was gold. Yes. <laughs> so, and then uh, a boy and his dog, Don Johnson. Uh, post oh, post-apocalyptic one, yeah. Harlan Ellison story. Oh, I yeah. never even heard of yeah, it. Yeah, Don Johnson's like fucking yeah, sixteen or something <laughs> like that. Walking through post-apocalyptic uh, wasteland with his dog, Blood. I think the dog's name was. Huh. Yeah, and I, um, I remember the. There's a one scene in um, Doc Savage where he's fighting like the main bad guy, and they they like switch between martial arts styles, and they have like little subtitles like, "Oh, they switch to kung fu, and then they switch to karate," and it was it was freaking <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> no is that, is that available? Is did you were you able to find that online? I anywhere? think you can find that on Tubi or some, something. Okay, on I gotta Amazon. I gotta find it's on it on Amazon. I, 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 I started watching it. I'm like, I don't, I don't have time. Okay. I, I, watched okay. it for I got, like I gotta dig that up because I haven't seen that probably since I originally saw it. So, all right. Um, well, uh, we've already talked about this in the Arthurian uh, issue, but Monty Python and the Holy Grail, or shorthand, Holy Grail, came out this year. Fucking who calls it Holy Grail? I, most Monty Python fans call it, it call it Holy Monty Grail. Python We've had this Grail. one. This is not a rerun clip episode. Stop, please. No, then don't fucking bring it up. Don't push my buttons. <laughs> don't push my fucking buttons unless you want to hear it again. <sighs> Phenomenal movie. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I don't I don't know how that's not number one on everybody's list. Ryan, this, year, this year is tough because there's some really good films, so. Your father was a hamster, and your mother smelt of elderberries. <laughs> I so you knew his parents, huh? Um, so number one for me. Again, I said we had HBO. There were six kids in the family. Our birthday present every year was that we got to control the TV for the day. Oh, dude, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah, that was our that was our birthday gig. We got to control the TV, 
every year for whatever fucking reason from this year on uh this movie was on on my birthday it would it's hbo so it was on like two three times and i would watch it every time uh the adventures of sherlock holmes smarter brother Okay, yeah, you mentioned that, this I knew one. Yeah. And this is, yeah. a, and I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan, and I've never seen this one, so I'm gonna Gene dedicate. Wilder, Marty Feldman, it's funny um, as hell. Is it Mel Leo Brooks? Kern? Leo McKern? Oh, Leo McKern. Okay, yeah. No, it wasn't Mel Brooks, but okay. it seemed like no. it should have been. Yeah. Oh God, the scene with the buzzsaw, where they're running across—that's the funniest fucking scene ever. Oh my God, is it good? It's just one of the funniest. Probably doesn't age well. Um, it's okay. Madeline Kahn is in it. Yes, I, uh, this, does, this totally sounds like a, a Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, watch it. It's fucking great. I might even okay. have the um, DVD. I'll have to check. Uh, I'll, I'll, I can look. I'll try and dig it up or whatever. All right, Keith. What's your uh... my number one should be guessable by everybody. <laughs> it's a made-for-TV movie because I seem to put them at number one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It is Trilogy of Terror. Yeah. Uh. I love yeah, that. Is that Richard Matheson? Yes, it okay. is. It's Karen Black starting in all three. And that's the one with the, the devil the, doll. The, 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 the devil voodoo doll yes, guy. Yes. 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 That was the third one. That's what they went out with. Uh, First one, she's a teacher who, who's supposedly seduced by a student and ends up uh, being, she was behind it the whole time. And the second one is about twin sisters. It's got a really good twist at the end. Uh, one one's trying to kill the it's other. funny I remember the teacher one and I remember the um doll one the doll the doll one's got like all the memes on the yeah, internet yeah, and stuff yeah. like that yes still one of my favorite yeah I don't think they made that noise by the way <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did that <laughs> sounds like a car trying to start <laughs> it's a Midas commercial <laughs> So what is your number one? Number one, I, I just Brian, you've mentioned this a couple and a couple of times dun, dun, that you just can't. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> thanks for thanks for spoiling it, Keith. Oh, like it was a big shot. No, uh, I, I can't honestly program. look at this year in film and not and not say Jaws. I just I couldn't just say it's low hanging fruit. We shouldn't discuss it. It needs to be discussed. First of all, it's low hanging fruit, and yeah, we should. It, it's it. it's but, on, it's on the ground. It's so low. Yeah, I mean, fruit. like, yeah, it's no. You know what we. Every year now we've come up with some of the greatest films in in Hollywood history coming right. out of the seventies. Yeah, uh, this, this changed. This fundamentally changed how the movies worked. Yes, yes. this created the summer blockbuster. You had to have a movie that made you a hundred million dollars every summer. And Spielberg, really, I I don't I don't want to say it is finest, but this really okay. He took. A basically a trashy monster yep. novel, and made it this. And the only reason it became this is because the fucking shitty shark didn't work. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that was his genius. Yes, how he built this fucking film. I the the one where the face pops out of the the makes me jump every boat. time. Every makes time makes me jump every, every time. fucking time. And I've I mean, seen this film. Yeah, how many times? What's his name? The the Quinn. Oh, Robert Shaw. Robert, Robert Shaw. His fucking speech. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, about the Indianapolis. Yeah. That's... Written, and it was written to... Robert Shaw wrote that to stick it in Richard Dreyfuss's ass. Because they couldn't stand yeah, each yeah. other when they were filming yep. it. And so he wrote that in one night and then delivered it in one take. Yeah. Actually, I'll correct you on that. I read about this. He tried to deliver it in one take. He was hammered. Oh, yeah. because he, he apologized and he did it sober the next day filming or whatever. And that's what you see on screen. Okay. 
it's, it's literally changed the way that that uh, movies are done, that movies are marketed, the whole thing. The poster, I don't know what it is about the scale of that, where the the gal swimming and then yes. the, like the shark come up. To this day, I have trouble. I have trouble looking at that one. Like I would not have that on my wall. It still, it still has a. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, thanks for pointing it out. No, I'm totally freaked out, Brian. <laughs> Quick trivia: What shark related movie came out earlier that year? Oh. Was it Mako Jaws of Death no, or something? No, it, it was called Sharks Treasure, and they 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 had sharks. And, and I I heard that Spielberg made sure that because when they were filming that movie, you could see some islands off this. They're supposed to be way out in the ocean. Yeah, you could see islands off this, so he made sure that there were none in his. Yeah, that's why that the the filming of it was so painful. It, is like yeah. they would like wait till boats got out of the yeah. shot and the whole it, thing it or whatever. Seems so desolate, but yeah, Sharks Treasure. It, uh it's about a treasure they find at the bottom of the ocean, and they're trying to get it, but it's in Shark Central. Uh, there's some escaped convicts in it. It's actually a pretty good movie, but uh, nothing compared to Jaws. No. Uh, honorable mention time, Apple Dumpling Gang. We've mentioned The Happy Hooker. Funny Lady about Fanny Bryce. If you haven't seen it, it's Barbara Streisand. She's fucking great in it. You will not like it. I don't like Barbara Streisand, so oh, I won't. and you don't like musicals. The Man Who Would Be King. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The Hindenburg. Uh, we're missing one of the biggest low-hanging fruits of all time. One flew one over the, the cuckoo fucking cuckoo's nest. Yeah. nest. First film produced by Michael Douglas. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, Kirk Douglas has talked about how proud he was of his son, who picked that up from Streets of San Francisco, picked up the rights, made the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that I did was, not know uh, that. Rollerball. Ah, was, ah that's ah. James Caan, another post-up, just kind of dystopian. Yes. And that was fucking great, and then they went and trashed it. Uh, Rooster Cogburn. Yep. Yep. Shampoo. Saw that when I was ten. If you haven't seen it, woo! Is that too much singing? Warren Beatty. Yes. <laughs> Julie Christie. Is that a, that's not a musical though? Is it? No, no. it's a fuck fest. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. I yeah. Stepford Wives. Yes, yeah. yeah, Stepford. You know that's <laughs> such a slow moving movie. I just, it is. I just. Uh, but it's still a classic. Uh, no, you like Michael York? Uh, Conduct, Conduct, Unbecoming. Oh, I haven't with seen that. With him and Stacey Keach in it. Oh. It's a really good film. Oh. What, yeah. What's that about? Uh, Unbecoming Conduct? Yeah, no. Yes, it was. <laughs> basically, basically there, there, there's this uh, <laughs> military thing, and there's a lady, there's a, there's a uh, wife of an ex-military guy who's attacked. And it's a it's a mystery on who attacked. Oh, it. okay. Someone someone's blamed, not saying they didn't do it, but just. I got to throw out White Line Fever for Jan Michael Vincent. That's yeah, good good movie. Yeah, one probably haven't heard of Murder on Flight Five Hundred Two. I have not heard, Fair of, Fawcett, not heard of that one. Fair Fawcett. What? Uh, a Fair Fawcett movie that Brian it, hasn't it, seen? It's it, it, uh, murder. I actually it's have a murder. Is that, was that made for TV? Yes, it's a murder okay. mystery on. On a plane, so. But Farrah Fawcett. Yes. The most beautiful woman in the history of women. Uh, what else has he got Helena here? Troy might argue Oh, Return, Return in Pink Panther? No shit. Yeah. No shit. Well, that's that's our favorite films from 1975. Let us know what yours are. Alright, for this edition of the Three Old Geeks Top 3 list and leading up to the Christmas season. Ho, we- ho, ho. <laughs> With 15 minutes on the timer. 
you bunch of degenerates. What are your three worst Christmas movies of all time? Are two a bunch? Are two a bunch? Yeah, he said a bunch of degenerates. Oh. There's only two of us. Yeah. Okay, so my number three. Okay. I'm going to start off with... Don't uh, do it. it. A horror film. (gasps) Okay. You take mine, I'm going to stab you. Krampus. Oh, okay. I didn't think that one was that bad. Eh. 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 Mine's worse. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> All right, so Krampus being the Germanic, like, evil counterpart it, to Santa Claus. Co- yeah, it's yeah. the evil counterpart to Santa Claus. And you know what? It. Uh, I didn't think it was a great horror film just to begin with, but uh, come on. <laughs> come on, you. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Come on, what is yours? Mine is Jack Frost. You know what I thought Not about. to be mistaken with the the uh, Michael Keaton yes. one, uh, uh, that came out the year after. So Jack Frost is a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. yes. And it's a got a skate, sequel. Escape conflict, <laughs> convict gets like, or serial killer gets, somehow he gets, what happened? He, his DNA mixes with the snow and he becomes a snowman that goes and kills everyone. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, that's why it's bad. <laughs> and then the next year, they had Michael Keaton playing a good Jack Frost. Yeah. I was hoping for and a And I think off. the year after that, they came out with the sequel, Jack Frost 2. Uh, <laughs> Snowman's Revenge or some shit. <laughs> Snowballs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? Touchstone. All right, well, just because movies are bad does not mean that they are not entertaining. All three of mine, and I am a, uh, I am a, a Misty. I am in the cult of Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks and Cinematic Titanic. The first one on my list is the 1959 Mexican production simply called Santa Claus. And it is Santa Claus who works in outer space versus a demon named Pitch... For uh, the, the the demon is trying to convince this little girl to do evil, so all the kids will hate Santa Claus and all the kids will do evil. It is fucking brutal. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I want to watch it. Well, you don't like Mystery Science Theater because they make all the jokes and instead well, you I'll don't. Watch a movie without the big mouth right, talking it's through it. 1959 Santa Claus. It's Mexican. You... Did you fight the Martians too? Oh, wait, wait for it! Wait for it! <laughs> of course, I should have figured. All right, Brian, what else you got? Uh, number two for me. Uh, what's his name? Billy Bob Thornton. Don't you fucking Santa. really? Yes. Oh, dude, I love that movie. Oh no! Oh. You know what? I, I maybe it just came out at a time where I was really tired of of Santa? pig people movie. Pig people? No, they're just fucking. They're all low lives. Yeah, and, you, know you know what? I was just and I was like, okay, yeah, oh, that it's just to me, it's it's low it's fucking hanging fruit. Yeah, it doesn't. I just didn't like it. I just didn't. And then they made sequels, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, my sec, my second one is Bad Santa too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see Bad Santa too. Bad Santa two was worse than Bad Santa oh, one. Oh, I didn't even see Bad Santa two. There was just there was just a whole. Bat of fucking low life. Oh, now they're movies. all doing that, like you know, the Christmas par- office Christmas party one, and the you know yes. moms all getting drunk. And so my wife has seen Bad Moms Christmas and and wants me to watch it. She said it's the funniest fucking movie. She loves it. She went on a Bad Moms weekend. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so so what is your okay, one from but, the forties now? No, or? not one from the forties. <laughs> is it a Santa versus Italian? Satan? Because there's a Santa versus Satan one too. You I have not one? seen Santa versus okay. Satan. No, my number two, and I just treated myself to this this past week. Oh, right on, is Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Okay. So, Santa... <laughs> Wait, you know what? At least we pick movies people have a chance to see. <laughs> two nine heard of. Get the live Riff Tracks version on Amazon for two ninety nine. dollars What the hell is a live Riff Track? <coughs> they, sit, they, they play the Someone movie... Someone talking over it again? Yes. What the fuck? Watch an actual movie. There is that. Go on. Fuck, you Santa know what? and the Ice Cream Bunny. Uh, Brian, I'm going to use one of your lives. Fuck the both of you. Okay? What are you talking about? I'm okay, not you. you. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just get a, I get like spattered with fuck you. <laughs> I'm just going to watch like Spanish movies because I won't understand what's going on, but hey. Anyways, Santa's sleigh gets trapped on a beach in Florida, and because it's too hot, the reindeer leave. So Santa, tele- <laughs> Santa telepathically calls out to all the children in the area who bring all these different animals, like a dog and a horse and a guy in a gorilla suit, to try to get these sleigh out of the sand. Then they can't. They can't. None of them can do it. Even the guy in the gorilla suit. Even the guy in the gorilla Just suit. Just a guy. So, all of a sudden, Santa starts telling the story of Jack and the Beanstalk, because you always have to have hope. In the, in the middle of this acid trip of a movie, they start telling the Jack and the Beanstalk story in musical version. <laughs> that gets done with, and then all of a sudden, they're at an amusement park, and this furry, you know, like a guy in a fucking bunny suit, shows up in this old-fashioned fire truck to drive Santa back to the North Pole. Which is possible. It is a fucking acid trip of a movie. If you want to... They didn't show the fire truck stuck in the ocean? No. It is fucking... <laughs> it, it, it's it's from 1972. Go ahead and find the non-Riff Track version again, if you want. Why do you want. need Riff Track? I, I hear this thing. Because I think that's the only place you're going to find it. It's... it's it's fucked. It is the mo- one of the most fucked up things. And for you people who do like riff tracks and people riffing on movies, the riff tracks version, the live one, is the better of the two. Check it out. Or invite me over. I'll be glad to talk. The during jokes the movie. that they tell on the riff tracks version are far better than Keith's dad jokes. You so. haven't seen oh, me in a movie. Oh, you haven't been the to shot. Okay, for my number one, the live action "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Oh, with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Oh. Tch. I hate remakes of perfect movies. Yes. And the original Chuck Jones yes. animated movie yes. with Boris Karloff yes. doing the voiceover with the guy who did the voice of Tony the Tiger doing the songs yes. is literally as perfect as a Dr. Seuss thing gets. Yep. And they did not fucking need a remake. No. And they didn't need fucking Jim Carrey mugging through the whole thing. Uh, I, I'm sorry. No. Cindy Lou who? That was uh, Cindy Lou what? Yeah, no, even, like, the trailer for that, like, he, it, like, looked weird, and yeah. it, like, I don't know, fuck It's that. Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey dressed in green. I know. It, that's, I, all, it, that's all he did back then. The fucking, the, the animated, uh, it's perfect. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Just, absolutely perfect. There's no, there was no need to redo it, and there was no need to redo it with somebody who wanted to steal it. All right, Keith, what's your number, uh, what's your number one? My number one is uh, Santa with Muscles. 
Is that the Bill Goldberg one? No, it's the Hulk Hogan oh, one. Oh, okay. No, Bill Goldberg <laughs> did like two of them or whatever. Hulk, yeah, Hulk Hogan's like some millionaire who gets bonked on the head and believes he's Santa Claus. It's horrendous. I have not seen it. Oh, you should. I have not seen it. I'm excited now. <laughs> No, you're not. Well, just the, there's the, a Bill Goldberg Christmas movie. There, uh, there's a Bill Goldberg one. I, I thought he did. There was one like an action movie, but then there was one called Santa's Sleigh, where he's like some serial killer, like you know, like a horror movie, uh, type of a serial killer type of thing. And he's going around killing people with like icicles and stuff like that. I've just seen clips of it or whatever because I'm not a big horror movie guy. But I yeah, Bill off, Goldberg. Oh, there's millions of bad Christmas horror movies. I I laid off most of them, but. I thought it was funny that the Jack Frost one came out before the other Jack Frost one. Santa with muscles. Uh, Santa boy, with muscles. Just knowing Hulk Hogan's acting range, that's got to be, <laughs> be just fantastic. Oh, it is. All right. Well, you had briefly touched on it, Keith. Terry brought the Mary in that one. I, uh, I cannot deny that the greatest bad Christmas movie of all time is Pia Zadora's acting debut, the 1964 classic... Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. The Martians realize that their children have no joy and realize that to bring joy to Mars, they have to kidnap Santa Claus and bring him to Mars to have Christmas on Mars. It is everything bad about the 1960s. Mars needed everything back then. They needed women. They needed... Yeah, they did. They did. They needed a lot. And, um... It's just it's got it's got like guys in like green tights with like green face paint on as the Martians. It's got the cheesiest like cardboard like with a aluminum foil wrapped around it like robot in it. Oh jeez, it was Ed Woodish. The polar bear attack is a is a guy in a polar bear suit. It's just it's goofy as hell. Again, it has been ripped in numerous ways by. All the different uh, mystery science and cinematic Titanic and Rift Tracks and everything like that. But by itself, you don't need that. It is just beautifully horrible. And you gotta, you gotta, I, it's a I want to say it's gotta be so bad it's good. It, it is. It's, it's a tradition of mine to watch it every year around this time. It is absolutely I the best. I, I literally own the, t- I own two t shirts for this movie, and I'm gonna wear one next week. <laughs> I don't know. I personally hate people who do green face. I think that's I, that's I, lo- I, that's just that's just low class. Uh, you know what I'm going to tell you? I've noticed that uh, your films all involve uh, furries. <laughs> I think you have something against furries. I either, do. Either either perhaps I protest too much, Brian, and that's I what am I, a furry. I was going to say. I think you might. Be I'm a not a furry. furry. <laughs> I think you might be a closet Dude, for whatever, whatever floats your boat in the privacy of your own bedroom, knock yourself how, out. How did you come up what with me that? being a I don't have any furries in any of my Dude, movies. Dude, you have so many freaking... What? Harley Quinn. <laughs> You're a poor woman. The hyenas. You're the one All the right, hyenas. back to the subject. We've got three minutes on... <laughs> Three minutes? We got three minutes left, boys. Are there any honorable mentions? You... All Christmas movies are awesome. That's it. Oh, no, there's, there's Santa <laughs> okay. Claus. There's, there's a, you know what the Santa Claus three made the list made a lot of lists that I was Santa looking Claus through. Th- oh, is that the one with Tim? Which I thought is was it, is that the one with Martin Short is I think is, so. Yes, uh, Jack Frost. Yes, yeah, that was really really bad. But I I you know what I loved the Santa Claus. I thought that that was fucking awesome. 
okay. Well, we can do another yeah. bit about the ones that we really like yeah. or whatever. But there were the two I was going to mention. Henry Winkler did a TV movie in like the seventies. It was called An American Christmas Carol, and it was set in like the nineteen thirties, I think, during the Depression. Uh huh. And it's like the Christmas Carol, but he's like this guy who repossesses stuff during the Depression or something like that. And it was not good. I remember it being not. But good. what a great fucking concept! How do you uh, fuck that up? They fucked it up. Wow. I haven't seen it in years, but I've I do remember that though. going like. Ugh. I do have friends who like that one a lot. So. Okay, and then to uh, take on the, some of the uh, the holy grails of the season, Rankin Bass did one called Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Don't fuck with Rankin Bass. No, no, yeah. fucking Rudolph's Shiny New Year has got like the baby New Year, and he's everybody makes fun of him because he's got big ears or something like yes. that. Yes, it's that one was fucking yes. stupid. I remember that one. Oh my god, they never show it. it. I gotta watch it. They never show that one. I remember it though. Just stupid. You know what? There was a lot of bad animated shit. Just, just cheap shit. Fucking Christmas. When you said the ice cream bunny, I thought, oh my god, that's got to be one of those animated ones. The fact that it's not makes it even better. Actually, the one that another one comes to mind, and again, to 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 take on some of the uh, the the pillars of Star Wars celebration. Well, oh, that's awesome. The first Star, Star Wars Christmas special, that's like shooting fish in a barrel. Everybody, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, Carrie Fisher on cocaine. That's all I got to say. First appearance of Boba Fett. First appearance of Boba Fett. And he's got the pulse rifle in that one. And he talks. But, do you, does anybody remember? It was like, <laughs> Jim Henson did like Emmett Otter's yes, Jug Jugman Christmas. Christmas. Yes. I love that shit. Really? I fucking love that. I just that. remember watching it as a kid going, man, this is stupid. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas was I think that's where Chuck Cheese came from. Oh my God! With, no, I, Toby Keith? No, I'm saying Chuck E. Cheese came up with their whole oh. jug band thing from that. Oh, it was, I always thought that was the Hillbilly Bears. Fucking great, yes, and it was. <laughs> uh, and then they came out with Third Generation, which is Grogu. Um, <laughs> a Grogu Christmas. A Grogu oh. Christmas. It's coming. M and R's jug band Christmas. No, I love that. Really? Fucking. Love I just remember that. watching yes. it as a kid, being really disappointed in it. Really? Yeah, I may have to, I, maybe I have to give that a rewatch. Give it a, I, you know what? I loved it. And you know what? I'll probably watch it now and go, oh, that's shit. Lance <laughs> was right. And you'll watch it and go, oh, my God, that's the greatest Christmas show ever in the history of Christmas. All right. Well, that's the worst Christmas movies of all time. Let us know what you think. Mandalorian isn't a race. It's a creed. And part of that creed is to warn you, there are spoilers ahead. This is the way. All right, so we have come to the penultimate episode of The Mandalorian, episode number seven, The Believer, written and directed, and I will apologize if I do not get this last name right, by Rick Famuyiwa. I mean, sure. I'm doing it phonetically, which is, I believe, how they, if you're if he's Japanese, I believe that's how you do it. Call in Rick and we'll get... Yeah. So Rick, don't don't get upset and, you know, give <laughs> me a call apologize. and... And uh, and uh, it'll be we'll, all uh, over the internet tomorrow. It's gonna be phonetically. Sp- <laughs> You're giving us a lot of the credit. Wow. All right. So the uh, the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, <coughs> and Fennec Shand have to go to an Imperial outpost to get the information where Moff Gideon's Star Destroyer is. So they have to get Migs Mayfeld out of the uh, off the hard labor planet. Dune. She's in. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, and Cara Dune. I'm sorry. Cara Dune's yeah, also in it. Ignore her. Uh, but this is, and Keith, you're prob- this is probably your favorite episode because it is Baby Yodelus. Grogu? 
Gurgle, whatever its name it's gurgle-less. is. Gurgleless. It's Gurgleless. There's no gurgle. No gurgle. All right, so uh, fellas, what was the? Oh, that's what I'm starting using now, fellas. That's kind of nondescript. Okay, way uh, to go, pal. Dude. <laughs> All right, sport. Dude. Maybe uh, with the coach. Hey, Pally. <laughs> How we doing, Pally? And of course, Keith just brings it down a level. All right. <laughs> So, gentlemen, what were the goods coming out of this one? Um, Bill Burr. Oh, yes. are you fucking kidding he, me? For a stand-up comedian, dude, these stand-up comedians sometimes they get they get their teeth into a, a drama role or something, and they just and uh, just are the dialogue great. between was it his dialogue. There was yes. much dialogue between them, but yeah, and he actually he, did most of the talking. Yeah, yeah, that's what in I said. Episode. There wasn't and, much dialogue between them. But it's all him. He added a depth to the character that you just wow. Yeah. Well, no, wow. and the the part that got me was they're driving the the transport vehicle through this town. Uh huh. And he's go and and these kids look up at it with just hatred, disdain, yeah, just hatred in their eyes. And he's and he's like, "Yep, Empire, New Republic, doesn't matter. Somebody's getting screwed somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just screwed out your land." It's yeah. just like this episode was so I I don't know if deep's the right word, but it, it showed like this is a war. And that's yeah. why I really like Rogue One. Rogue One felt like a, a war movie. This felt like, you know, Europe in 1946 or something like that, you know? You know, I hadn't put it... I, I, I really hadn't put it together. When you watch Star Wars, it's very clean. Yeah. And you don't get to see what the occupation looked like. Yeah. And you don't... And the last couple of episodes of, of Mando have really shown... Uh, you'd have a forest planet that's completely yeah. fucking decimated. Yep. And then you have the this one, yeah, where the kids are just, and he's like, "This is this is it." Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. All right, what else you got? The fight uh, on top of the transports with the Mando that had uh, a a train robbery, like an old cowboy yep. train robbery feel to it. And then I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Sorcerer, but like transporting like sweating dynamite in a big truck over a bridge type of thing. It had that kind of tension to it. Fantastic. I love um, the fact that Mando got hurt and he was trying to fight like he still had his best Beskar, Beskar. Beskar on, but he didn't. And I, like, I actually liked the fact they showed when he was getting hit, but he's actually... Oh, no, hit. like the one guy waxed him yeah, with the and, stick and, and like it, it broke the Stormtrooper yeah, armor stuck, or whatever. One, well, when he stuck his arm off and then he pulled his arm back because he's used to deflecting it with yeah. the Beskar. And yeah. That was, that was really cool that they followed through with that. He was fighting the same way, but the results were different. And I've got a prediction that in the last episode, he's going to use that Beskar spear because they had a lot of him fighting with spears on the top of this thing. Well, no, whatever. you know what? They, I, you knew that that was going to be yeah. the yeah, only yeah. thing to stand up against the Darksaber. But uh, what I liked was they gave the Mando a chance to shine without the armor. Yeah, I proved Because like, a lot of it, it's the flamethrower, yeah. the little nagging gnats or whatever yeah. the fuck they are. And he, he does a lot of tricks with his armor. And this was just him being badass. Yeah. And uh and yeah, trying to get the the detonators as <laughs> these yeah. guys are keep putting on and shit. Uh so yeah, that that uh, I should almost be a glee. Um and uh I thought the imperial like the fact that they had all these old imperial like tie fighters and like walkers and they were like dismantling them like that was hard labor. I thought that was freaking brilliant. And then I think in the first time, and I know you've watched everything, Brian, but in the first time in the history of my viewing of Star Wars, a blaster ran out of ammo. I hadn't seen that. And yeah. I thought that, I was just like, oh, wow, they, they run out of ammo. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> 
Chief, do you have any uh, goods coming out of this one? Uh, again, uh, Mayfeld, and, and uh, like I said, he was getting hurt fighting. I, th- I thought that the fact he was, again, trying to fight like he had his best scar on, and it wasn't working as well. Well, and you know what? It shows you how much of his style comes from wearing the armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that that's what. Yeah, that, 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 it was consistent. He didn't switch because he he's used yeah. to having the armor. So I thought that was cool. That it's the Mando's weakness. All right. Well, was there any uh, was there any bad stuff coming out of this? No Grogu. That's good. I did forgot that. That's good. <laughs> Gurgleist. It was Gurgleist. Uh, no, I, I have no bad. Okay. Uh. I didn't really have a bad. I, I thought the episode was, we're almost at the end, so it it seemed like it was an episode that didn't really need to be done. I mean, I love the the Bill Burr stuff, but I just felt like, as far as advancing anything, it was a slow move. I'd rather have something. It that almost felt like they took the last episode filler. and they cut it in half to get like that extra. Yeah, like I yeah that that had like it a was, it had like it a, a feel filler. to it, like it, it was like filler. a filler. Yeah, I suppose there was really, uh, it was kind of a stupid um, quest. Yeah, if it was a longer it, season. Yeah, it was almost like, it a side, like, like a side mission yeah, in a yeah, video yeah, game or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, where it, yeah I'll and agree that, with that. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's bad because I don't think it was a bad episode. I just think that we're getting close to the end. Yeah, you could This is an episode where I went, okay, that was cool, but I had a butt at the end of it. Yeah, it almost felt like you could have done this in 15 minutes and, like, attacked yeah. it onto the last episode or something like that. I don't know. But, I, yeah. The, that, that, that's all I all could right. come up with. Right. Well, you know what? No, because some really big things happened in this episode. Some really big things. Mando pulling off his mask and showing Well, yeah, that's the thing. This was, like, almost like a... More of a story episode than like an. I mean, they had his action and stuff like that, but like the whole fact that he was willing to it's, expose it, his face. It seemed like it was reinforcing how much he cares about the kid. And, there it is. And, yeah, and, 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 the it, kid is so much. The kid is more important than the beliefs the he's been raised yeah. with. Yeah. Um, and, and the sacrifices he's willing to make. So yeah, that, that for Grogu. But I don't think it had to be a whole episode of that <laughs> with that in it. No, but I think that it also. Um, but it did give. Mayfeld a uh, uh, heart too. It, it, yes, it, 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 it did advance him, which I thought. Now, if he's going to show up again, we don't know. But the fact that there's he, plenty of spinoff series where I think he's going to he can show up in. I think he should. I, you know, maybe with Cardoon. Yeah, there's so many there's so many places that or so many characters that they've created. Uh, Carl Weathers. Oh, I don't remember his name. Grief Cardoon. Yeah. Huh? Grief Carga. Okay. Uh, Bill Barr. Uh, or Bill Burr. Bill Barr. Yeah, Attorney General for the <laughs> galaxy. Uh, <laughs> no, I do. I do, And another good, just spinning out, is, is the continuity they've been keeping up with this. Like, I, like I've said almost every week, the fact that they keep on bringing the same characters in and using them, and it's not just one-offs. Yeah. They're building the universe really And they've well. built some interesting characters yeah. in there. And the story's been, it's almost like watching it real time. Yeah. You know? All right, well, my one bad, and and this is, I, I just, it puzzled me, and I understand like it. sounds like a Honda me. No, it's it's bad, because it was the whole, oh, well, the Imperial thing will do a facial scan on you. And I'm like, okay, to me, that intimates, well, that would do a facial recognition yeah, against somebody to... in the 
Imperial records or whatever. That was my huh. Yeah, there is no, there's no reason it, it, for it. It was, it was like other than pull off, his other helmet. than forcing him to pull off his helmet. Right. It was like, well, no, because in this day and age, a facial recognition scan would identify you as it, like, so was like so. the total it's opposite. Nobody, it, yeah, exactly. And there would be no, there would be no match on record. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's it, it. Like, just it really, really like took me out of the like my bads are stuff that takes me out of the episode, and it totally took me out of the oh. episode. Yeah, yeah. That totally. was, you know, like my until right now, I really didn't kind of go into yeah. no, that what was, was my, the reason my for it. Yeah. many haws. Oh, you have many haws? I have many haws. All oh, right, well, I'll get my haw out of the way so Keith can do his many haws, because we all know that you guys look forward to all of Keith's nitpicking. Um, <laughs> I am the nitpicker. Uh, I'm the contrarian. Boy, oh boy. Uh Boba Fett must have had some turtle wax in the old Slave 1 there or whatever. Buffer, and uh, he polished up that armor awful quick. Not that oh, I'm complaining re- about it because it looked badass it. or whatever. But he painted it. Yeah, really. He, he must have had a spray booth uh, in they the... They like uh, Bill Hunters to be clean. Earl Shribe? Yeah, he he, had, he, went to, he stopped by uh, you know Earl Shribe on Tatooine and... Uh, all Empire Strikes I know that's Back. <laughs> I know. But suddenly now, oh, because... Uh, Mando's got the best scar. Yeah. yeah that's uh, no, another one of my husbands. It's like, he never took care of it when he... <laughs> yeah, okay. And now that's that's my big hawk. That's my big hawk. <laughs> I have none. none. No, I do. Why the facial recognition? Fuck! <laughs> well, okay, you're, you're driving these big, huge things, right? And they're getting blown up left and right. Why is there not a tie escort for them the whole way? Why do you wait till they're almost There's there? There's only two of them. Okay, against, against guys with spears. <laughs> the spears. That's all they have. That's another hunt. They have grenades. Lob it, at, lob it at the thing. It's it's vital. You don't shoot around it. Lob the. You don't have to actually put them on anything. I think if the you're worried about a blaster triggering it off, just throw the grenades on top of the thing. It'll blow it up. No, because they had to pry open the storage. Why? Because it's an armored vehicle. But driving too fast makes it almost sets it off. So because any, you're bouncing. And an oh, explosion. In this day and age, why don't they have floaty things? All right. Well, okay, I, 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 you just, okay, so they're, they have all this volatile stuff that if you're going over bumps, yeah. it's going to, why weren't these on speeder transports? Yeah. yeah. And I'm just saying, exploding things would make things bounce. So it's like, and they had, like, they, the, the third or fourth set, they all had them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of. And I love the fact that these guys have these things, but they don't have guns or anything. They have sticks, sticks, and thermite and grenades. Thermite grenades. Well, so, they were detonators, uh, thermal detonators. That's thermal what detonators. they call it. Whatever. Them the yeah. Okay. So, uh, which just means hot, make things blow up stuff. Um, <laughs> those were some. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. I I would go with that. Okay. Except that and, you know what? Wait, they wouldn't use blasters. Because you're that close to something that's going to explode, so you want something well, where you, you have time in, to get I, away. I actually but if you throw the grenades, why, why didn't they have? Grenades, it, they 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 have some sort of escort with them. I mean, I know it's for the purposes of drama or and whatever. So but. so so Mando could fight with a stick, thus leading up to the spear thing. I got that too, but it's like you have grenades, just throw them. I don't think he's going to use the spear. I don't think he's going to be the one. Bo-Katan? That's what I think. Yeah. Huh. Okay, she interesting to... theory. We'll have to keep. We'll have to keep uh, place the bets on that. Bo-Katan, whoever holds this, the are you explained this yeah, numerous times? Saber, but does Bo-Katan know how to be... use a spear? Uh, yes, of it's course. a Mandalorian, a Mandalorian weapon. I don't. 
I've never seen a Mandalorian using one up till this point. They're, they're great spear people. All right, keep going. They're children of the spear. Children of the spear, yes. Uh, and again, again, going back to transport, you speed up, you go fast, it turns red. It's not like it's hooked in the engine. But when you start slamming on the brakes and it sends Mando forward, wouldn't that jostling cause it still be red? It doesn't go green right away. Oh, it's calm. It's Yeah, because you're not past a certain point. Past your point was, and all of a sudden, Keith, think, you're you're an expert on ribdonium. Uh, yeah, maybe there's certain chemical things that it it, it can't go fast. I, not I unlike know. speed. This is it if you up. get up to fifty five, it, it blows, blows up. up. Okay. It's it's the anti speed. It's the anti speed. It's okay. slow. <laughs> well, if you explain it that way, okay, accept it. Thank you. Oh, that, that was it. The covered all you said you had a list of freaking... Okay, no tie escort. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, there, there was no hay. What are you guys doing when they stopped to change your clothes and everything? Uh, Transport 5, what are you doing? You're not going anywhere. Because <laughs> he no, went off to his uh, side and yeah, changed... You're, actually, Keith's got a valid point. I hate to admit it. And then why not throw the grenades? Why do they have sticks? Well, and you no know weapons? what, but wait a minute. And I'm just going to say this: they wouldn't know. They were keeping. Nah, were no, keeping no, no, no. That, that base was keeping track of. Hey, you, they even said you're, like, you're, "Hey, you're you know, recruiting. unit yeah. three, yeah. slow down yeah. a little bit. You're running a little hot." Yeah. They were keeping track of those yeah. individuals, vehicles, individual. I gotta pee. Gotta pee. <laughs> there you go. Brian's explained it away. <laughs> Bathroom break. I gotta pee. I gotta you know, go to number it, two. I gotta think. You know, yeah, that's the thing. It's I, I gotta think. It's gotta be pretty involved process to strip all that imperial armor yeah. off if you gotta. You got to hit the head, you know. Yeah, they all wear diapers. Uh, and Imperial transports are like really easy to get in from the uh, outside because Cardoon just pops the lid on and jumps in. There's no locking mechanism or anything. They uh, well, first you have to remember to lock it, and a lot of people aren't that uh, aren't that thoughtful. Um, so you can't blame that on uh, George Lucas or anybody else. That's just I don't blame uh, any of this on George Lucas because it would be you a lot can't. Worse they're if not just not thoughtful it. people. I think Stormtrooper in and of itself defines not thoughtful. <laughs> These are not people who care. It These are people incompetent. who leave the screen door open a little bit so the fucking bugs can come in. They stand too long with the refrigerator door open. These are Stormtroopers. They don't even close the refrigerator door. Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah, uh, that, that was my huzz. And Cara Dune's tough. She just pulled that she thing off? She can fucking rip metal off. Okay. That's well, part of what she does. It's like a mutant power thing. Awesome. All right, Thanks. so what was the, uh, was there any glee coming out of this boy? Anything that put uh, a smile on your face? The ending. Ah, uh, uh, the holographic threats. Fucking, uh, throwing his words back at him. Throwing his words back at him. what he said. Yeah, yeah that was, that was so that. well yeah. done. It was so well done. Uh, I thought that Bill Burr's confrontation with his former commanding yes. officer was just, it was as good as anything in any kind of capacity I've ever seen, like just the well, what about all the guys that died yeah. that, uh, that were on our side? And then there was all the civilians just fighting for their and and just freedom, the, <laughs> and like the the look on his face, like right before he draws a blaster, yeah. was just I was just like, that was the best like spot uh, uh, of acting on any of these. I thought, yeah, uh, you knew what was coming. It still yeah. was a surprise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you kind of felt for the guy. Yeah. 
there was a whole lot of depth to his performance yeah. that I, I think it was really I, I, that I wasn't expecting, and no. I was really pleasantly well, surprised. Depth to the character, I didn't yeah. expect. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't expect any of that. From so the uh, I expect either. him to be Cara Dune's deputy in the the Rangers uh, program or whatever. <laughs> I, I think he's. Gonna, I think he's going to be official nanny for gurgles. I'm going to go. <laughs> uh, it was great. You do, and you you knew what was you knew what was going to. Here's the funny thing: is that everything that comes up in the in the episode, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. It was still good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they pulled it off well. Um, I, I, you know, I know what you were saying about being a filler episode. The more we talk about it, the better it gets in my head. Um, oh no, it was a good, great episode. It just, it just, I'm looking at the fact that we're getting close to the end, and it's like, well, this, how much does this episode need to be there? Um, the end. Yeah. Yes. The end part. Yes. But I mean, I mean, it's it's like now. Either they're going to end on a huge cliffhanger next episode. Because it can't resolve everything in one episode now. Or else it's I be think really it's going to be an hour and 15 minute episode. I think they're going to resolve everything. I think it's going to be gonna too resolve every, They're going to do it like le- the end of last season where it's going to be this particular storyline is resolved, but they're going to ha- give you something else to well, I get that, but impel the next season. The, the, the other Mandalorians have to show up at some point. Uh, Moff Gideon can't go away. He's too big. Yeah. Um, well, he's got to come back. In, after, he's got to come back after Dark Saber. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He's, I think he's going to lose the Dark Saber, and I think Bo-Katan's yeah. going to get it. Well, I think that so sets too, but I series. think he's going to go after it, though. Um, yeah, he may be the main adversary for that, and exactly. And Grand Admiral Thrawn is for be, Ahsoka. Yeah. So uh, well, it could also be for Ahsoka and for. You know, the question that it leaves is that if this is what Mando is willing to do for Grogu, is he going to be able to give him up to the Jedi? Mm. And I, I'm going to have to say the answer is no. Because you get that feeling from the beginning of the last episode. And Grogu yeah. doesn't want to go away from him. So. No. No, I think that... Uh, and I think Grogu's going to have something to do with, with them beating Moff Gideon. Oh, oh Yeah. Yeah. It, it, at some point, it's going to look like Mando's about to bite it, and you know he's good. The little frog guy's going to turn on the force. My expectation for next episode is that we see Ahsoka again. We see. Um, That's what I'm Bo-Katan. expecting. Is everybody that he's come across in his journeys, Ahsoka, all except the, for the frog lady. Except for the frog lady. I don't think the frog lady's going to be. She's in not combat ready. So, but I think that that everybody that he's combat ready, who's he's met during the season, will come to help him raid the imperial cruiser or whatever though she would be an interesting nanny okay <laughs> till he starts eating more of her kids no no I, I don't think she's gonna he's gonna eat more of her kids but i do think that her being one of the few people who can tell off the mando because she did mm-hmm. smart enough to hook into the the voice transponder to be able to to translate it um and then she's a caring, loving individual. Okay. Okay, we'll go with that. I don't think Mando's going to marry her. He's not the marrying kind. No. He is not the marrying How kind. How do you kiss the bride with a helmet on? Uh, I did love that line. Uh, and I didn't see your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so what was the uh, what was the star rating on this episode, boys? I give it a solid four. You know, I'm bouncing between... I'm going to give it like a 4.25. 
Uh, no, the more we talk about it, the better that the, the the show got to me. There's some things that I didn't think about that you guys brought up that I went, oh, that that was a little salt on it. That was a little flavor to it. You know what? Um, the, like Keith, you said it was kind of a filler. There was really good stuff on it, but yeah. then it was almost like, couldn't you just tack this on to another episode or whatever? I thought it was like just a, maybe a hair too short or a hair too long. I, I'm a little conflicted about it. I'm going to say three and a half stars. Okay. All right, that's our uh, review of The Believer. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought of the podcast on Facebook or Twitter. Tune in next week, same geek time, same geek channel for all new, all different content. Thanks for listening, and hey, keep on geeking out.